Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how you doing today? I am doing as well as sunshine. As well as sunshine. And, and can you do any that better? That sounds than, good. You can't do any better than sunshine. Can you can't you? do better than a nice sunny day. That's right. And I'm glad. I'm glad that you're doing well. That's 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 a new one, but I'm glad. Well, I try to come up with new ones every now. As you know, <laughs> how are you doing, Kyle? I'm doing good. So, Jeff, I, I'm just going to jump right into it today. Okay, let's do it. We're going to start the show off talking about sleep. Oh, we're going to. Does that surprise one you? One of my favorite topics. No, <laughs> <laughs> we talk about sleep often on this show, but honestly, it's been a while since we it has been a since while. we've talked. Right. So. Um, it's, it's so important though. This, this, this aspect of our life is so important. It seems like it's such an easy part, but it isn't. It takes work to do it right. Well, it does. It does. Uh, But there are so many benefits in in our brain health. Scientists have found links or at least correlations between sleep and dementia, as well as many other health risks. So it's, it's important. It is. It is. And today, uh, this morning, actually, I found another study that I wanted to share with you. I found it in the Reader's Digest. And uh, it's new research that was presented at the European Society of Cardiology Congress in 2018. And this research suggests a connection between sleeping less than six hours or getting poor sleep where you're waking up multiple times throughout the night and hardening of the arteries. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That is. So to me, the brain thing is like a natural connection, but the hardening hardening of the arteries is interesting. So let me tell you about it. This study was conducted by Dr. Fernando Dominguez of the Spanish National Center for Cardiovascular Research. And the Spanish do know their siesta of their sleep. They They do. do. That's right. That is an important part of their culture. So So here's what they did. They monitored the sleep quality and the quantity of 3,974 healthy middle-aged adults for seven days. So a substantial... Yeah, they were looking at some significant numbers here. This is what they did. They used ultrasound technology to assess the patient's leg and neck arteries, and then they divided them into five groups based on the length of their sleep time. Wow. So guess what they found? That the longer you sleep, the better your arteries are. Well, or the opposite, the inverse, that what they uh, found is that very short sleepers had significantly more artery hardening than those who got seven to eight hours of sleep. Well, Isn't that interesting? And how long did the test, the sampling take, did it say? So they did it over seven days. Seven, just one week. Yeah, so just a week's time. And wow, that's, that's amazing that there would be a noticeable difference in just seven days. Uh, to me, that's almost scary, right? It is. It that's, is. That's, that's interesting. It's a, it's a fascinating aspect of the, uh, of the research. They also were quick to point out, the researchers were, that although the study does suggest some kind of a possible connection between sleep and artery health, it is only an association that they found. So in other words, they're not willing to say right now that um, hardened arteries are caused by less sleep, but there definitely seems to be a connection of some sort. And if they're not willing to say that it's not caused, I would say that they're also maybe not willing to say that it that it is caused that it isn't caused, right? Right. So again, there's just a, it's a correlation, but it's a correlation that's worth being aware of. And um, I think that 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 for me at least that was very very interesting. There is some good news in this study, Jeff, and this is that they found that the type of artery hardening that they found in the research subjects themselves was not any coronary arteries. Oh, so, was some so the there were some referrals. other, yeah, some of the other arteries that were hardened, not mm. necessarily those that pro- provide that supply of blood to the heart. So that's a good thing. 
Uh, the researchers also found that most of the individuals who slept the least had a higher incidence of metabolic syndrome, which is already associated with an increased risk of cardiovascular disease. So, wow. again, maybe it wasn't necessarily the sleep. Maybe there were some other factors uh, that go into it. But the study uh, participants, uh, in addition to those two things, may also have had a higher incidence of sleep apnea, which is another condition that is suspected in a risk factor for cardiovascular disease. Yes, it so, is. so it's you know, it's there's a, a, a big picture going on here. There is. However, all of that being said, as we've talked about on the show before, we know that poor sleep habits for any reason can have a negative and even a snowball-like impact on the body in general. Right. Poor sleep can increase the risk for developing insulin resistance and diabetes or obesity, and in the long run, both of them are major contributors to cardiovascular disease. So here's the bottom line, and this is the one that we always get to when it comes to sleep. Most research that they're finding says that getting a good night's sleep is always a good idea to your overall health and well-being. Right. And therefore, it's worth getting a good night's sleep. So just follow Nike's slogan and just do it. Just do it. Just do it. So it's just, uh, again, just something to think about when it comes to our overall health and wellness right. and specifically when it comes to, to sleep. Jeff, today's guest I'm excited to introduce is Kathy Butchschneider. Butchschneider. Butchschneider, excuse me. Thank you. Kathy Butchschneider, who is a personal coach. She's an author. She's a professional speaker. She received her bachelor's degree from Middlebury College in English, but then she also got an MBA and her doctorate from Boston University. She has coached her trainees, listen to this, Jeff, this is impressive, to eight Olympic trial marathon qualifiers, wow. six age group records, 10 American age group records, 67 USA track and field age group champions. And somewhere in the middle of all that, she's found time to be an incredibly successful master's athlete on her own, earning a myriad of accolades and medals over the past 20 years. Kathy is also the founder of MOVE, that's M-O-V-E, a powerful and flexible goal achievement method with a holistic approach to coaching. Wow, a lot of stuff going on there. Kathy, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Why, thank you so much, and I've already learned something about more about sleep, which is fantastic. It's so important, <laughs> that, that aspect of our health and wellness. Sometimes it seems like an obvious thing, but man, there's so much that's connected to it. Yeah, no question about it. I just saw a runner this morning. I had a group, and uh, she's having a hard time getting to bed before, believe it or not, one or two. Yeah. And uh, so we, we were, you know, it's a it's an, such an important message. But I'm delighted to be on the show and uh, to uh, speak with you and, and your audience. Well, we are as well. So, Kathy, I, wa I want to just jump into it with you as well. Let's talk a little sure. bit about MOVE, that, that concept of MOVE. What is it? Okay. And how does it relate to our health and wellness? Okay. So MOVE is, is really two things. It's a, it's a coaching practice, and it's also the name of a uh, goal achievement method, as okay. you said. Uh, so MOVE stands for uh, Motivate, the M, Organize, O, Visualize, V, and E is for Excel. And it's not just, you know, a nice word with nice uh, other words attached to it. It's, it's based on my doctoral dissertation and on seven years of research about goal achievement, performance, and excellence. Um, and 
I, the, the main point being that in order to, um, for people to achieve major physical and athletic goals in, in adulthood, uh, we really, we have to look at our whole lives, not just our athletic lives. So, so, it, so it is a holistic approach, as we said. It's a holistic approach. As adults, you know, it's not as, in fact, it struck me as interesting that uh, I teach at Boston College, which is introducing a new uh, coaching certificate, and I've been teaching MOVE at Boston College for 14 years or so. But uh, my students who are Division One track captains and coaches, they all say, oh, we don't know about how to set goals. <laughs> and I say, what do you mean you don't know how to set goals? All, all different athletes. And the reason, I don't know, can you guess the reason why? Um, no, I can't. I can't. Like, right. Well, the thing is, collegiate athletes are told what to do by their coaches, and their whole lives and schedules are set up by them. Okay. So I've kept in touch with them after they've graduated, and they said, oh, and they, they learned the goal-setting achievement method move in, in, their, in my high-performance courses. But they say, oh, now I get it. Because when they go into the world, they have their jobs, their houses, uh, and their, you know, logistics to take care of, and their athletics. And MOVE uh, helps people identify their own goals that have meaning for them within the context of their careers and their personal lives and so forth. So it's a, it's a goal achievement method where people set a physical athletic goal first while considering the rest of life. But then the athletes also, and they are beginners to Olympians, they also end up setting goals in their personal lives and their jobs and, and so forth. And it's, it's quite, quite exciting I love for it. me to watch them develop. Yeah, absolutely. I would imagine it would be very exciting and satisfying to see people taking charge of their life and being able to have success with it. So, so backing up one more time, tell us, tell us the yeah. acronym. MOVE stands for what? Okay. It stands for Motivate, Organize, Visualize, the V, and E is for Excel. And it's, I should add, because this would help people understand it, it's the only um, goal achievement method uh, out there that divides goal setting and achievement uh, where the athlete is in the driver's seat. So it divides goal achievement into four phases, which are supported by forms. It's quite, it's flexible, but it's scientific. Yeah. Uh, it, the four phases of goal achievement are A, preparing for goals, and then B, setting goals, and then C, managing goals, and then D, and the most important piece, is evaluating goal achievement so that my clients who are, you know, all over the world because I do a lot of phone coaching, whatever, but they say that this value that I keep very careful records with my clients and uh, we, we work with the fact that successive short-term goals contribute to a long-term goal. Yeah. So every time you finish a short-term goal, you have, your own little Bible, what have you, your own little directory of what works for you. And you say, okay, so I ran this 5K. Or Most of my clients are swimmers, uh, runners, and triathletes, but I've done people in all sports because people are getting, you know, there are a lot of doctors who use it for their medical practices too. Uh, but at any rate, they, they find that this process of evaluating 
short-term goals at the end of each short-term period, it, it just gives them feedback of, you know, am I setting this goal? To, am it, is it too high? Right. Because I do believe in being very moderate. You have to have a lot of patience. Does that answer the? And then there are forms that support the four phases. Like I have a move goal pyramid for short-term goals. There's a vision statement. They're one of the very strong pieces about that I like personally, uh, I like very much, is the overcoming obstacles form where you anticipate obstacles and you anticipate strategies to overcome those obstacles. And, you know, you you can have a buddy. And it's just, it's really, I mean, I've used it for 25 years ever since, you know, I've I've had the practice. And uh, it's fun. It really is fun. That is awesome, Kathy. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with coach, author, professional speaker, and athlete herself, Kathy Utschneider. And uh, we're talking about setting goals and actually how to achieve goals in our lives, whether those goals are athletic-based or just uh, other areas of our lives. And um, Kathy has been uh, an expert in that and has been able to have a lot of success as an athlete as well as a coach in helping people move forward. I know that one of the things that you talk about, and you alluded a little bit to it just a few minutes ago, but you talk about aiming high uh, in your goal setting. What, what does that mean to aim high? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so aiming high means something different for, for everybody. For example, I've coached many marathoners. I've run half marathons. Uh, I have never wanted to run a marathon. Uh, I was also a tennis and squash player, so I was doing some other sports on the side. So that's an example where I wanted to run the middle distance. So I've run, you know, 800. Um, I've run up to half marathon and done well in them, but never went. So I, I encourage people and I encourage myself to think for yourself. So you have to define what has unique meaning for you. And it's um, a high goal also means, so it has to have unique meaning for you. Number two it's got to be something that gets you a little nervous, a high goal. And right. the high goal, you know, you have short-term successive goals on the way to that. But it gets you a little nervous as well as excited. And one of, the, um, one of my former students who has used MOVE is uh, 2016 Olympian uh, Joe Malloy, who is currently head endurance coach at AO Performance. Okay. And he had, I was just speaking with him, and, and I said, so, Joe, you know, wh- how do you interpret that? Because he's a part of MOVE, our MOVE community. He said, um, aiming high means pushing your own boundaries. And he said, aim for uncertainty, which I am completely uh, in line with. He said, operate in a zone, which I thought was very nice, of curiosity and excitement. Um, people shouldn't put pressure on themselves when they have a high goal to be, you know, a world-class athlete necessarily, that may not be their goal. I have many athletes who are not competitive. You, you might not know that from seeing who I've coached, but those <laughs> are some of the most rewarding uh, um, uh, coaches, athletes, you know, people who have run their first 5K, or I had some older women walk the St. James of Compostello Trail in Europe. Uh, I've had people set, I, one of my clients has just written a book about, she's hiked 48 mountains, the 48, 4,000 footers in New Hampshire. Wow. And she just wrote a book, her name is Cheryl Sukers, and she wrote a book called uh, 48 Peaks. And I, it's a beautiful book, but that's an example of a non-competitive goal. 
Uh, but it's still so, an athletic goal, isn't it? It's still a, a, a it's, physical it's, fitness goal. It's still an athletic goal. It's still an athletic goal. And, uh, you know, I think uh, someone once asked me, you know, or maybe, maybe who? Oh, I know. It was a student uh, who was just taking an exam this morning. And he said, you know, I told him that I was speaking with you today. And he said, so why aim high? And I said, lots of reasons. And anticipating that I'd be on the show, I, I actually talked to some of my athletes and asked them, well, why do you think you should aim high? Yeah, fair uh, question. So, so I had my own answers, but then I'm going to quote a few a few others because it's, I think it's good to hear from people other than me. So one is that high goals really do help you structure your life. I mean, not just your athletic life, but uh, your work and your your family and, and everything. And, and so it, they punctuate our lives. They give us an anchor. Uh, and they also encourage us because we get a little nervous about them. We feel more courageous as soon as we take on a major goal. And people act more courageously. And I, I hope I have time to tell you about an athlete um, at the end. It may take a few minutes to tell about her, but she, she's a great specific example of, of how taking on a high goal makes you more courageous in everything in life. Um, one, one of the athletes I asked is a, is a woman called Sue Gustafson, and she's, she's won the Boston Marathon in her age group, and has actually she's finished 12 marathons. And she, she used to be a writer, and she speaks very articulately. Yeah. And she said a lower goal, she said, is taking second best when you can take on more. And she said, there's something intrinsically noble and worthy about taking on a big rather than a small goal. And uh, she continues that everyone wants to be a hero in their own eyes. I, I like uh, that, and I agree with that. And I think that that's a... Uh... I, I kind of subscribe to that. I like the concept of aiming high and dreaming big and, and shooting for the moon. How do you balance that with realism at the same time? Like, what's, what's the technique that you use to say, you want to go big, but you don't want to go so big that it ultimately ends in failure, right? Great, great question. Uh, you, you want to focus. You want to make small goals really important. You want to honor, like, every single time. For example, I had a client I was talking to yesterday, so she's on the phone in New York, and I'm in Massachusetts. And she said, oh, I feel so badly. I feel like quitting because I, you know, I don't want to. I said, well, you can quit if you want to, whatever. You know, what do you want to do? What do you really want? But she's got so much going on in her life right now that she could only get in one workout. And I said, if that's what you can get in for the week, Let's look at all the pieces. So you on, you make the small goals, the tiny steps, really important. I like that. You make that them makes a lot because of sense, they are right? Very important. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I like that. And and again, I personally, I like to subscribe to that idea of of you know going shooting for the moon, whatever, however you wanted to describe it, but breaking it up into incremental steps and incremental goals along the way that ultimately lead you to that big goal seems like the most successful way to go about it. Let's remember when they did it's aim the for the only, moon. It's the only way to go about it. Totally <laughs> agree. Yeah. Let's yeah, remember when they did shoot for the moon, that, that, that it took them many, many years to get there. It didn't happen all in one day. That's there were true. many steps and, and many achievements and many goals along the way. So that's right. 
there you go. There you go. And, and I, I think that point about honoring, you know, all right, so today is, what, Thursday and tomorrow's Friday. And at the end of a practice of a group this morning, I said, move group, I said, okay, what's everyone going to do today? Because it was, you know, an eight to nine group. So I said, so what, what's everyone going to do today? It's going to be something they might not have done with it. They would be able to try. I mean, it could be I'm going to have some ginger tea today or, or I'm going to go to bed at, you know. A little bit earlier than I normally do. Right, a little <laughs> earlier. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, so, so you you alluded to, to mm-hmm. uh, a story that you wanted to share about one of your clients. We, we've got about, I don't know, three minutes or so. Why don't you tell us the story okay. of uh, this individual that has been able to aim high and, and find some success? Sure, sure. And I do want to just fit this one point in because I think it's really important. Uh, there's a master sprinter called Sandy Triolo who's, won two national sprint championships and a, she just started sprinting at master sprinting at, at 50. And she said, once you aim high for the first time, she said, it feels so good when you, you want to set an even larger goal Yeah. by proceeding with small steps. So it, it's contagious and that's very important. So Gina Shield is 51 years old and she uh, lives in Massachusetts. And today she is flying to Miami, Florida for the national aquathlon championships. That is a 1,000-meter swim and a 5K run. Okay. Wow. And she, she said, going for something like this is so far outside my comfort zone. Now, she's a wife, a mother, a fisheries biologist. And she says, I said, can you just tell a few high points, uh, high points, uh, highlights, I should say, about that support the points of move. And she said, training has helped me structure my work, my marriage, and parenting. Her husband, Ray, is also a competitive runner, but she has a daughter, Ruby, who has multiple disabilities, including being 100% nonverbal. Mm-hmm. And she's, uh, she has she said that the discipline and organization and assertiveness she's had to have in order to fit in her training but balance that with her family and work has helped her find a new school for Ruby and to advocate for Ruby. Wow. And she said this this quote, isn't that great? I mean, it, it's just great. It, it, it makes, it helps you be brave. It helps you uh, endure the cold of winters when you know you go out running and, you know, it running when it's cold outside. You say, oh, this cold doesn't bother me so much. And it's that as a metaphor for everything in life. But she had a wonderful quote. She said, training is an engine that pulls along everything else in life that I find hard to do. Wow. If you run with a parachute, it gives you drag. Right. And this national aquathlon, she said, is like a parachute in the front that's pulling everything else along and pulling <laughs> everything else up. I like that. That's amazing. That's an amazing metaphor. And she's, I'll just finish. Uh, I would love to fit this in. She said she's a different and better athlete than she ever was. And it's true. Last year, she ran a 3.75 mile training course. In 27:25 this year, just before leaving, she ran it in almost two minutes faster. Wow. She, a year and a half ago, she said, I could barely swim. I got tired after one lap. She's now done five aquathons with three this year, and her 800-yard uh, times have improved by a minute. And she's leaner. She said, I used to be 125 pounds when I was good, when my weight was good. And 30 when it wasn't, and now I'm 114 pounds. Mm. So she's had a lot of and success her, following the program. 
She has. And her final quote, just to add, which is unusual, she said, I feel like a Russian doll. <laughs> you peel off different layers, and now I'm a better athlete today than ever. I'm in the best shape of my life. That is awesome. That, what a great story. What a great inspirational story. Kathy, that's all the time that we have to visit with you. But, but thank you so much for joining us today, and we're looking forward to having you back on the show in a couple of weeks and adding to this concept of move and goal setting and finding success in our lives. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. It's been an honor. Thank you. So, Jeff, we're just a couple of weeks out from uh, Thanksgiving. Yes, we are. And then immediately after that, we know, is Christmas, and then the New Year's, the holidays but are basically the really upon important us. thing happens just after that. It does. It does. January 1st is the first day to register teams for the Huntsman World Senior Games. So put that on your calendar. Be aware of that. March mm-hmm. 1st, you also want to put that date on your calendar is our athlete registration. That's when it opens on the first day of March. And the big dates, the 2019 Huntsman World Senior Games will take place October 7th through the 19th in 2019. It seems like it's a long ways off, but it is it not. It is not. It comes it, way too fast. It'll be here before you know it. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. You can also subscribe to our podcast pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found. And Jeff, I wanted to share an inspirational thought for the day from best-selling author Anne Rand. She says, the question isn't who's going to let me, it's who's going to stop me. That's great. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone.